morning, good evening, or good night, wherever you are in the world. It is The Righteous Man, where we are talking all things men, masculinity, and mental health. Joining me in the studio is none other than The Boys. How are we doing, boys? Gentlemen, how is everyone doing? Good, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. We have a very special guest with us tonight, Dave. Who have we got? Yeah, so I'm fangirling a little bit over our, our guest in the studio tonight. I just lit up. <laughs> just because of uh, how much I, I, I look up to her. So we're extremely blessed to have in the studio today with us, Debbie Armanius. For anyone that doesn't know who Debbie is, because we do obviously have some international listeners, Debbie is the director of Exodus Youth Works here in Sydney, Australia. It's a not-for-profit um, company, uh, sorry, community organization, which um, does a lot of work, a lot of social work in the, in the community, and not just our own Coptic community, but the Australian wider community, um, dealing with a lot of difficult issues like homelessness, um, drug and alcohol issues. Um, exclusion from school, unemployment, um, victims of domestic violence, helping refugees. Um, it is really a place where people that are, uh, you know, struggling and ostracized in many different ways um, are finding, you know, a lot of healing and finding that they belong. So it's an extremely um, special uh, ministry that that Debbie is heading up, and we're really blessed to, to have her in the studio today. So welcome, That's, Debbie. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> so it's an honor and a privilege. Part, mm. <laughs> no, you definitely fit. <laughs> You definitely sure. fit in. We'll see. We do have quite a, I would say, give you a bit of a forewarning, a bit of an intense topic today. Maybe a few touchy subjects are going to come up. But <laughs> our topic for today, Dave, take it away. So we want to talk about today the concept of feeling, you know, that I'm too far gone, you know, in, in whatever, whatever, you know, that, that may mean for, for different people, you know. So that could, that could mean, um, you know, struggling with a particular addiction or you know, to use a spiritual term, a particular sin, Mm. or it could just be like having that uh, overall feeling in life that, you know, I'm a bit of a screw up, you know, I'm a, I'm a failure. I'm not exactly following, you know, whatever it is that society is telling me, you know, where I should be and that type of thing. So, so Debbie, from, from your experience, would you say that there are a lot of young people and obviously, obviously we're, we're speaking to young men here, but, but Mm. inevitably, obviously our our sisters out there as well, are young men and women feeling this way of course of course Um, especially when you're part of a a faith community there's expectations that you have to meet Mm. and so when you don't meet where do you go so yeah absolutely easy question can i also ask like for the purposes of our listeners as well what do we collectively define as being too far gone what is too far Mm. yeah um there was Maybe I'll answer it in a funny way. So there was a a Salvation Army officer that um, I learned a lot of stuff from. And he always said that he wants to be, he wants to set up shop at the gates of hell. Mm. Jeez. I know. Yeah. The image (laughs) just hit me too. (laughs) I never know know what to say, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So where is that? You know, and 20 years ago when we... When the guys that we were working, how Exodus started was in this park. Mm. Uh, And it started in South Africa with the service there. And then the guys came back and, you know, they weren't church. All of them were not church going that were sort of heading Mm. out to Africa Mm. with me. So when they came back and they said, you know, we're not going to go to Africa again. Can we maybe touch base with the guys that have, uh, their term was disengaged from parish life. Right. I said, yeah, sure, where are they? And they said, in the park. I go, what park? 
you know, and they were cranking up shishas and that's where we sort of hung out. That, yeah. at the time, at the time, was sort of setting up shop at the gates of hell because mm. they had lost their way. They actually didn't know their way back into parish life. Mm. If you talk to me today, that was definitely not the gates of hell. <laughs> um, yeah. It was just down, you know. If only. Yeah, it was just at the gate of mm. the church. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, goalposts, so, the goalposts have shifted <laughs> downwards shifted. a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, when you, you, you guys have probably done that, you've probably visited someone in Long Bay Jail. And mm. they're really tough on the outside. And then you see them inside and I, I get these reverse charge calls and I've got mm. one today. And, you know, that's the gates of hell. When you look, you know, you're big as you are. You know, you guys are strong. She's talking about she's, me. She's Sorry. pointing to Ray. <laughs> I'm going to Ray, but, just, you know, just, all really of you. <laughs> you know, you're so tough on the street and, you know, you can mm. command yourself in the middle of a street, you know, dealing drugs and all the rest of it. And you're real cool. Mm. And then suddenly you're behind jail you're in inside behind bars and recently going out there to see that guy mm. and he's he's big guy and he said oh you know the guy over there visiting his mum he really you know he's backing me and I'm safe and all the rest of it and then we saw that guy talking to his mother weeping into his into his hands mm. and I looked back at our guy and I go he doesn't look too tough That's now <laughs> he goes oh no it's a bit like you know and it was really embarrassing <laughs> No, no, he's uh, he's sweating. He's sweating. Yeah, he's sweating. <laughs> From his eyes. <laughs> yeah. So the gates of hell, yeah, it's uh, it's a long way out there in the dark. Mm, and really, who's going to associate with people that are um, stained? Mm. Yeah, um, I think so. Even like for the definition purposes, mm. are we agreeing that it's disengaged from parish life? Let's take it a step forward and uh, further and say disengaged with Christ Himself, perhaps. Ooh, mm, mm, agree. Yeah. yeah, they may never step back in. One time, I won't say who said it. Asked me, "What are your KPIs?" <laughs> <laughs> I nearly fell off my chair. It's like, all right. Well, if it was actually someone um, in the clergy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We're allowed. David, at the righteous that, man, we're allowed that. to say, Debbie, you have full range right here. This is <laughs> this is a safe place. Yes, well, <laughs> and I said, well, life, you so. know, who, who, do we actually know when everyone shows up at uh, communion, no one is worthy. One, mm. we don't know the, the hearts of men. Mm. God knows the hearts of men only. Mm, very true. So you might have the roughest, you know, the guy that's like, he's inverted so far gone yeah but my goodness he's where he is and he's turned his life around and he's now serving others in that place mm. and yeah. he's better he's yeah. a better man than than he's a better mm. person than any of us yeah and i think that's that's the goal of of, yeah. of exodus right it is that the journey where the people that are coming as as participants and you know they're, they're seeking care yeah. end up becoming ones that go back and serve the community themselves right that's the Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, they chose Exodus. They chose the name. They were in, like the Hebrew people, in, in slavery mm. and looking to get back to the promised land. But that three-month journey ended up being 40 years. Mm. And the people that you do find that are so far outside of the circle or the living on the margins of faith take a long time coming back to that because they'll, they'll do the loop. Yeah. They'll be all right for a while and then they relapse. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then it's And it's, usually they're all right because they need something or something has happened. So it's that hope and despair. Yeah, it's the the rock bottom place. But mm. then they get okay and then the addiction might come back. Yeah. yeah. Do you write them off? No, they just go for a bit of a walk, take a left, and they'll yeah. go back to the wilderness. We walk with them. We don't say, Oh, why did you do that? or No, we'll just go with you until you wake mm. up again and then we'll walk you back. Mm. And sometimes it's forty years. Jeez. So I, I, love, I love the fact that you also included that idea of we walk with them. Absolutely. Um, but to, I guess, give a little bit of context, I mean, if you could categorize, and this is just my opinion, so feel mm. free to correct or agree, disagree. I feel like there's category number one is what's the big deal anyway kind of crowd. Everyone does it. I actually enjoy it. It's not harmful for me, etc. I might be addicted to a substance or a lifestyle or a circle of people. Mm. I think category two is I am genuinely addicted, Mm. right? And I think category three is despair, Mm. helplessness. I've lost all hope. So I think, uh, and feel free to, again, Mm. correct me, but I feel like people fit into one of those three categories as a general. Yeah, as a general, yes, absolutely. I'd probably want to add on to that just, you know, complete trauma. That is, um, yeah. you know, that that someone might have had nothing to do with, but you know, if if it's a young child, um, teenager, whatever, and it's it's a situation at home, or you know, they've lost their parents, they've lost a loved one, or mm. you know, a situation like that where they've mm. kind of had nothing to no say in the matter whatsoever, and now yeah. it's kind of like, how am I supposed to carry on with life? Yes. You know? Yeah, we ha- we have a standard thought process. You walk in the door. Let let's just say it's addiction. Okay, you've got an addiction. But some, if you unpack that, if you take the time to unpack that story, it will never be just addiction. We're mm. not looking at addiction. We're mm. looking at trauma. Yeah. And finding the trauma and then addressing the trauma and then working back. Mm-hmm. I think as well, for the purposes of this conversation, obviously there's <clears throat> two overarching theme, themes that are happening simultaneously. So mm. one, looking at it from the perspective of a person that may be struggling. I also want to look at this from the perspective of someone that may be just viewing this. So let's say someone that is at church and they can see someone's a bit rough around the edges, mm. getting them to understand what it's like looking out from the outside in. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's a huge and critical problem is the fact that part of the reason as to why people feel like they're too far gone is because it's the judgment it's a lack of acceptance. Someone, Absolutely, Someone's made him feel like that. Mm. Yeah, like someone's made him feel mm. too mm. far gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone should jump on the internet and look up uh, Homeboy Industries yeah. in LA. So Father my Gregory mentor yeah, yeah. is uh, Father Greg. And he's a Jesuit priest. He's been at this work. It makes Exodus look like a, you know... <laughs> A bit of fluff. No, Exodus still must been, be it's almost 20 years now, Dan. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's got, he's definitely got 35, 38 years. Mm. But it's definitely not he a fluff. works with the Latino gang members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And or these guys out. are the mm. toughest in, in the world. Mm. Mm. You know, we don't see anything like that in this country. <clears throat> Give me a gang member and someone said to me, oh... Yeah, I'm a gangster. I go get out of here. <laughs> so, like, oh, that's you're cute. not a gangster. That's I'll cute. take you to the you know I'll take you to the real people. So no, they don't exist. But yes, he's um, that's he says something really beautiful. And the people that judge, j- just look in the mirror, man. Like you're broken. Mm. We're all broken. Mm. And once mm. Father Greg 
refers to this, once I know that I am broken and we're all broken, I'm no better than you. Mm. My brokenness looks different. Yeah. It's, it's still different, brokenness. It's all broken. We're mm. all broken. Yeah. And we're all yeah. sinful and we're all needing of uh, God's grace and mercy mm. and salvation. Can I can I share something that's my own personal flaw, I guess? And so this is me being vulnerable, but very honest. Mm. Um, and I feel like this might represent quite a significant portion of people. I feel like if I befriend someone that I know has a history of whatever it might be, mm. I feel like there's that reluctance and just that kind of like, I'm just going to keep you at arm's length in case mm. you get too close because I'm worried about what effect you might have on me or what yeah. association. How do we combat that? That fear of like, oh, they better not get too close to me. Yeah. Mm. Look, there's a lot of wisdom in one service. And, you know, hopefully you've got mentors or mm. confession fathers and a good community behind you. In my family, being Australian, we learnt to swim before we learnt to walk. Mm. And, you know, you're not going to throw someone into the pool who can't swim. Mm. So there's a level of, a a massive level of wisdom here that needs to be addressed. Mm. And you need support. For us at Exodus, we say that we need, for every, you know, sort of tough client that uh, needs support there needs to be eight of us and we're on 24 7. Wow. so when i'm dead and broken someone will pick up the slack mm. and there's no way like we have to do this together no mm. one can do it alone you know the grace of god miracles happen absolutely and he's mm. with us but it you know there's a reason why there were 12 disciples. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was actually just thinking it. So, <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes we think we need to be Christ-like. You know, Christ took on the burden and carried the cross. And we have to do that. Yeah. But that was Christ. And yes. then he made, he had 12 disciples and then he had 72. To replace had, him. To replace him. Yeah. And he had, you know, he, the female disciples helping them and supporting yeah. them. And you know, it, was, it, was, it was a massive team effort. Like, it wasn't. It's a unit. It was a unit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. just one person. And um, no. I, some, I think sometimes we forget. We forget that, and we think yeah. we need to do it all on our own. Yeah, or it, we need to take on it. Sorry, or no, we need to take on as much as Christ did, and we think that we're not going to be hurt by it, or we and we cannot. Yeah, we cannot do yeah. that. It kind of it goes back to to what you mentioned before about you know the um, the addiction is never the, you know there in isolation. There's usually mm. trauma, and it's and it's also um, loneliness as well. And I I can't remember I can't remember his name, but the, he psychologist that gave a TED talk about that, mm. and he broke down addiction into actually loneliness and a lack of community, and yes. that and that where there, where there's community, there's far more um, response to rehabilitation, and it's actually almost yeah. a cure, like ad- addressing heals. Yes, yeah, yeah, addressing. And I know. Yeah. A Father Gregory Boyle is, is big on that because he talks yes. about kingship and Kin, yeah. you know how that is also yeah. you know a solution. You hang out and he's got a bigger problem than we would face. So he's got gang members, and you walk in Boyle Heights in LA, you can't. This gang can't walk on this side of the street, yeah. and if you yeah. cross the street, you're shot. And so he has at Homeboy Industries. It's like Exodus on steroids. It's a big <laughs> center. He's got rival gang members working, living, eating together. And the stories he tells, it, they're horrendous. He's hes buried like, you know, hundreds of young people that are shot yeah. uh, on a, every year. But he creates a community. Mm-hmm. And then in that 
kinship they find themselves yeah yeah and g- going back to your your initial question ray when you were saying like how and it's not just you like a mm-hmm. lot of us mm-hmm. have that almost a visceral reaction when we see someone that yeah. deb used the word earlier that society looks at them as, as stained you know and and mm. um, there's a quote by saint maria of paris and she says christ who approached prostitutes tax collectors and sinners can hardly be the teacher of those who are afraid to soil their pristine garments who are completely devoted to the letter who live only by the rules who govern their life according to the, to the rules so yeah. like it's the, almost that idea of when you see someone who is as society would say dirty yeah. or stained like if you really want to serve them like embrace that and like sit with them where they are yes. without any kind of fear that yeah. it's going to rub off on you that's not to say we shouldn't have boundaries and uh, especially people struggling with addiction or mm. whatever we need to be wise about it obviously mm. but don't be afraid to embrace you know mm. i think from uh, from that perspective and you have a responsibility to the to each other and to the rest of the world to look after if you have the knowledge of Christ, you actually have a responsibility to know him mm. so well that you can swim in troubled waters. Mm, yeah. You know, we fall in, oh, poor me, I'm not going to do that because I might get... Well, who's going to do it? Mm. I mean, we're talking mostly to Orthodox Christians who have 2,000 years of history. Mm. They've got the books and the servants and the, the theology and they've got I mean, you really served the package. You've got yeah. the deluxe package. It is. It's the deluxe package. <laughs> and I think I, last time I was here, but I'll say it again. So from an Australian background, I always ask any Coptic uh, audience, young people, like, why are you here? Why did your parents bring you here? And it's good life, uh, no uh, oppression like there is in yeah. Egypt. Yeah, they're all right. They're correct mm. answers. But for people who were, you know, in darkness and didn't know faith, that trial of Egypt and your your families packing their bags and saying goodbye to Tete and Geddo mm-hmm. and coming here, you got the deluxe package, including the good life and the education and the rest of it. Yeah, but you're here you for us. Sorry, mm. that was his plan. Yeah, he's got he's got the best. He's got the cream of the co- crop, and he's packed them off, shipped them to the farthest. Island that you can possibly go you know, to. <laughs> to the ends of the earth. Does yeah. that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, shine so yeah. that we who are mm. in darkness can see the, uh, the illuminated Christ. Mm. So you have a responsibility to take care of yourself. Learn to swim. You've got the manual. You've got the floaties. You've got the board. You've got the, the teachers. <laughs> Just learn to swim really fast mm. yeah. and um, go out and find people. Mm. There's a really good movie. Uh, it's an old one, but it's Kevin Costner, and I use it for leadership. The Bodyguard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. So, I'm a big like, Whitney Houston fan, so I don't like her. But you were a Beyonce yeah. fan like two weeks ago. <laughs> I love Whitney Houston. Her voice is just something else. But, anyway. but it's nice. You see people being rescued from crazy waves and and sea and ocean. Those people want to get out of the ocean. The guys that jump out of the helicopter want oh, to get. Oh, that's the Guardian in. with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I don't know. The Bodyguard is with Whitney Houston. <laughs> Sorry, not the Bodyguard. Sorry, you're right. You're right. The fact that you yes. even Thanks. know that is I mean, yeah, See, I don't. No, I I'm a big know, movie buff. Thanks, I know IMDb. the guy's jumping out of the helicopter. <laughs> Someone's going to DM us like, Brad, you don't even know what movie it is. <laughs> it's like 9-11. Yeah. People are running out of a building, but the yeah. firemen are running in. Yeah. That's who you are. Mm. That's who we need. Mm. And so you need to be swimming strong yeah. and you need mm. to be, you know, someone driving the helicopter, someone packing the helicopter, right. someone going. Effort. It's a team, team effort. effort. Mm. And it's and dangerous get, as well. 
it's, it's, not, it's not a romantic there thing, you, go. you know, it's that, dangerous. that you're going to magically yeah. uh, yes. change someone's life. It's not like that. No, mm. no yeah. it isn't. It is dangerous work. Can mm. I can I ask, and maybe you might refer to some personal experiences, mm. but I'm incentivizing our audience, right? I'm going to say, word. <laughs> I'm gonna right, say it out loud. We're in trouble. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but can you speak a little bit yeah. about the blessing that the servant receives as opposed to those being served? Like, what's in it for them? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> Just today, yesterday and today, like I'm, I've been in youth ministry for uh, maybe 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yesterday and today. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So what's in it for us as servants? It is if if you want to see Christ, if you want to see oceans part, serve. Mm-hmm. We were thrown against a wall the last two days. We had to deal with horrendous stuff, horrendous. And it's been nonstop and it's been probably 20 hours out of 24 for the last couple of days Mm. and it's endless and it's just straight up and I wouldn't change it for the world Mm. we were we saw the hand of God and people who aren't faithful who work with us and go good grief you're God like that couldn't (laughs) have happened in any other organization Mm. no one gets rehoused no one gets to a safety uh, place of safety no one gets a furnished flat in under 24 hours. Yeah. Mm. Come on. I even, it doesn't I'm make like, sense. sorry, I can't even explain this one. It's like, I think God's on vitamins or something. <laughs> He's pulling out all the stuff. I just went, oh, it's like, you want to put your hands up and go, whoa, like, it's just whooshing past. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, you want to see God? You want to see, you want to see that? You want to see mm. that sort of work? Yeah. Get, you will get out of the boat and you will walk on water. And mm. you will be blown away. Mm. Like we're yeah. almost on drugs. Mm. Like we're so hyped because of what we have seen in yeah. the last couple of days. Mm. We're like, you got to see this. Like you can't even talk what's, mm. what's happened. Mm. It's unbelievable. And I really like that you mentioned like getting out of water. Like for you to experience the hand of God mm. saving you from drowning, you've got to take that leap yeah. of faith and, and step out, out and, and get out and do it. Otherwise, yeah, you won't, you know, you'll be in the safety of the boat. You don't need to... To, you know, God doesn't need to save you if you're yes. safe. So, um, yeah, yeah you that's, want, that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. You literally get to walk yeah. on water. Yeah. Mm. Amazing. But this, someone will go, ah, but you can't get a, you know, you can't get a lease in 24 hours, and you begin to sink, and you think, yeah, you're right. No, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. you can, and it comes yeah. through, and it's like, that yeah. doesn't happen. Mm. It doesn't happen. We don't have a free like at the yesterday. The morning was. Gosh, you know, we need a fridge and we need uh, we need beds and we we do this all the time mm. yeah. and we stock up, but it, it's been happening because of COVID. Mm. Things are spiking, That's so we're sort of barrier, running out yeah. of resources. And it's like, yeah, I know. Okay, just give me, and then another one case comes in, and I leave that one. And then some the phone rang, and I picked it up, and they said, "Look, we're clearing out this um, what do you call it service department in the city, and we've got fridge and bed and a microwave." And I went. Wait, <laughs> you talk to him, and I'll, well, and it all just thank God. Yeah, and thank someone God. said, "I'll pick it up." Finished. Mm. Yeah. By the end of the mm. day, it was done. You couldn't write it. You couldn't yeah. script it. You, no. Yeah. Yeah. But another case was coming through the door. Yeah. And these so, these are very difficult cases. I think you you're saying you know domestic violence and other issues. And oh golly, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, and then today I get this call from Long Bay, and it's and I'm thinking uh, on top of that. Uh, Long Bay. I wanted, yeah. I wanted I to take to you back to that. Mm. I have to pick it up. I I'll, can't not. I wanted to take you back to that because you mentioned you know that this guy in in prison, he's got the big you know strong masculine mm. exterior, and obviously mm. here at the Righteous Man, we we want to talk about you know all of those aspects of masculinity. Health. Yes. Yeah, and and I want to ask you, Deb, like. Some people throw around, you know, a lot of terms. They throw around like toxic masculinity. They'll say mm. that there's a there's a masculinity crisis that people don't, uh, you know, what it means to be a man is completely mm. lost. Blah 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 blah. And tying it back into this struggle of feeling like you're yeah. in a place where you're too far gone. Do you think that the for young men specifically, there are there is some kind of crisis. There's something going on. Yeah, that's, I do believe so. And and from all your experience, like how would you describe that? Like what what is the issue if you're able to? Like, you know? We talk about this a lot. Um, they talk in generations past. A seventeen or eighteen year old would have gone to war and back again and and mm. started a family. Mm. And this one on my at my desk is crying because his mother smashed his mobile phone. Mm. It's like pull yourself together. <laughs> but then he tells me he's I a gangster. I said, "Sorry, no." <laughs> yeah, no, nah, mate, no. Nah. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yes, get over yourself. But, you know, it's all relative, I guess. Yeah. And I'm sort of war torn anyway, so I'm a bit. Thanks. <laughs> mm. like, yeah, I think there is. I mm. think we've. I, but I think it's in general in society. Yeah. You know, you can talk about women too of wanting uh, the job and the family. You can, mm. I'm sorry, something's going to give. Mm. Something. You've got 24 hours in a day and you've got one life. If you think you're going to do everything, you will not. Mm. Something will give. So, you know, if you need... I was just... Because my heritage is Scandinavian, right? So I do mm. a lot of history and a lot of, um, you know, people... You know, people like the Vikings, <laughs> they weren't going to the gym, mate. They were pulling... Boats, <laughs> you know, yeah. and going it's a to war. Back workout, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd all be like, a couple of, oh, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go to the gym. Life has now, it's imitating something else. It's mm. not real life. It's, mm. it's, we do that because we we're unfit and we have to do it mm. because we don't do physical mm. stuff. We don't go to war so much mm. any as much, and that's not a good thing. But. When you're faced with life and death, the real things do yes, yeah. come to yeah, you. It's a very sobering when you it in is. those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So without so, all those without all those things like war and, you know, pulling boats and whatever. Yeah. How do you yeah. <laughs> It's like tomorrow we're just pulling boats. <laughs> 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 we're just going to go kayak <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know, maybe this is skipping a little bit, but yeah. then how do we in this society that's so technology based and yeah. it's not as physical and how do we then stand up as men and um, kind of grow into that true, you know, model of masculinity that used to be, you know, mm. uh, used to be um, glorified and um, mm. and was very necessary yeah and disciplined you and it was yeah. very necessary for yeah. society to work properly and and i think you could probably you know agree that with the um disintegration of like the male kind of you know masculinity as you've said mm. society has also started to kind of crumble around it a little bit as well yeah so how then what do we what kind of practical things can we say to you know an 18 year old for example or a 21 year old who's mm. just this guy and you know he's doing his thing going to uni whatever mm. um how do we? What are kind of things that are, they can do? It's a very good question. 
Sorry, a bit long. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good question. <laughs> I think challenge yourself. Mm. You know, often we get to a point where we've got someone in front of us. I mean, this was yesterday's conversation with mm. someone. Um, you know, 20 years of using drugs and he's not married yet and what am I going to say to bring life mm. down? So even the guy from jail today, he said, you know, I'm, I'm 26, you know, what now? Mm. And he's talking really positively. Mm. I looked in the mirror and I don't like what I see. And, and I said, you know, one day you're going to be a dad. What mm. are you going to bring to the table? Mm. Wow. And that's quite sobering. So I, we go through a bit of an exercise. I say to them, okay, so what children do you think you might have, a boy or a girl? What do you want? Oh, I'm, I'd like a boy. What are you going to call him? Benjamin. Okay. So Benjamin's um, wanting to go to soccer. But you're stoned out on the lounge. Mm. Putting it into context for Oh, and you Mm. see their faces like Mm. really. It's manning up. Mm. Yes. Living a real life. Mm. And God created you for that to be Mm. protectors and for, and that sounds very not feminine. Mm. (laughs) But I think think you have different roles. You know, you have to, we rely on you to guide our families and to be there for our families Mm. and to bring up children that will shine. Mm. Again, it gets down to on your shoulders are 2,000 years of martyrs and servants. Mm. So now you're in the 21st century. Will your children find a church that you were given? Mm. You've got it's like a relay race, and you have within your hand a baton, and you're going to hand it to someone. Mm. So, what is that going to look like? And yeah. if you don't sacrifice, if you give yourself everything that the world tells you, something's going to give, and it's mm. often the next generation. Yeah. So wow. when your when your son sees you forgiving, when he sees you not yelling at the red lights at the guy, swe- you know you sort of losing Dave. it. <laughs> Dave. That's the typical one. I'm blushing right. <laughs> you know he sees you. It's action, not words. That's right. You know. I actually um I actually read a quote that um gave me a lot of uh, I guess perspective about that particular topic. So it was sort of saying, imagine that. You know, your parents have passed on, you know, the Bible to you, for example, and then you disengage and then you have children mm. and the children never exposed to the Bible and their children never exposed to the, to the Bible and their children. Yeah. So you've gone four generations of this family and then that keeps going down along that line yep. and you are responsible for literally detracting an entire lineage <laughs> of people because of your actions. Yeah. You don't actually understand the influence that you have on those around you, albeit your family. Mm. Um, and so that, for me, I actually wanted to steer back yeah. to the other other side of the coin being, mm. what if we're the ones that feel too far gone? You know, and I can relate to this because, mm. like, my spiritual life, right? Yeah, I, I can dissect this. And I, I don't know if people can relate, but I dissect this into practical spirituality which i feel like i'm really good at Mm. and then there's the spiritual spirituality (laughs) right which is like you know i don't necessarily feel quote unquote holy or i don't necessarily feel anything when i pray Mm. and i feel like it's in those moments where people are lost right where it's like i don't feel anything when i go to church i don't feel anything when Mm. i when i pray i and that slowly starts to snowball without people even realizing so they start 
to go onto that journey of too far gone. Mm. But what happens if if we've got an individual right now who, uh, let me paint a picture for you, I guess, and for our audience is, I haven't been to church in a couple of years. Mm. Um, I don't have any Christian mates anymore. I've lost touch with all of them. Mm. I don't know where to begin. Mm. Yeah. And I'm living a lifestyle that is probably actually inhibiting you know, going back to that path. Like, where yeah. do you even start? You set up a shop at the gates of hell. Why do you this. expect him? I love this him? so much. Why I think we do need you to rename him? the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you expect him yeah. to come to you? Yes. Yeah. Get your fish barbecue and move out and go where he... Take the church. Take mm. Christ to him mm. and sit with him. And that's the whole story of the leper, the prostitute, the sinful woman. Mm. It's never, ever where you think it should be. It's mm. always outside and at mm. the margins. Mm. Yeah. But there are some people that will will say, and they, there might be some credence there, that no one's remembering me, no one's calling me. The, Probably true. <laughs> the priest, priest, and, priest hasn't spoken to me yeah. in five years. Blah, blah, blah. I hear it all the time. So if they feel like no one's setting up that shop. And all very valid. Like, you know, I mean, in valid. defense of our priests. Oh, like, yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't, like I don't the numbers mean don't the... <laughs> add up. There's no way they're going to be. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. It's... We, we, the lay people, must. We exactly. are called to do the rowing and the yeah. fishing. It's the teamwork, as you mentioned. You know. Absolutely. Just because we, we may be lay people doesn't mean we don't have a role in, in the, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and we should be working with them and for them and beside them. You know, their sacramental, liturgical roles. Yes, yeah. We should be pulling those boats. Yeah. And yeah. sailing into a, a boat is not built to remain in harbour. Ships are built to sail mm. and in rough waters. Mm. And so who's going to row? Who's going to go? Who's going to pack the boat and find those who would... And it gets back to that uh, Kevin Costner movie, and it's not The Bodyguard. <laughs> it's the... Shout out what is Kevin it? Costner. It's the... Uh, the Guardian. The Guardian. Guardian. It was Watch made it. in 2006 with Ashing. I don't know why all of this is on top of my head. I think it's because for a long time, whenever I was on a plane, that was one of the only movies there, and I happened to love that movie, so I just kept watching it. Watch The Guardian instead. Yeah. You know, it's... Someone will have to go and take the rescue. Yes. And yeah. those people, all of us, have needed rescuing. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're in a... We blindfolded everyone about two weeks ago at one of our meetings. We turned the lights off. We blindfolded everyone for about 45 minutes. Oh, boy. People were quite... I got... I was surprised by what happened. Did you have more big guys crying? Someone did cry. <laughs> I was really taken by that. Mm. I thought, oh, yeah. what are we... I didn't expect. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Was someone ever kidnapped? <laughs> My mind started going. Blindfolded, lights were off. What's it feel like to live in the darkness? And mm. some one of them said, actually, it's quite peaceful because I can, I'm not distracted. But another one went, I don't like this. I can't see what's in front of me. And I started, so I put certain people, or everyone was blindfolded but me, so I put yep. people in the room. And then I said, okay, so-and-so, you've got to get to the other room, the other side of the room. But the person in the room, in the middle will call and you have to find your way. And people were tripping and mm. it was All quite ugly. Thing, yeah. <laughs> no broken bones. <laughs> but at the when we, we left the blindfolds on at the end and then I turned the lights on and they said suddenly it was lighter but they couldn't see anything. Yeah. But by the time they took the blindfolds off, the room popped wow. and everyone was like, 
I'm safer. I can see what's in front of me. I can navigate the room. Mm. And, you know, no one, you can't live in darkness. Mm. It's so, it, it limits you and it, yeah. you know. You, you belong in the light. You do. Yeah, you know? for sure. I can, I can definitely relate to that, like, um, you know, to carry on from Ray's uh, vulnerability. Like, there, were, there was a number of years where I was very far from the church and, you know, doing silly things and, like, putting a lot of, uh, stress on my family and there's a lot of people that were praying for me and mm. things like that and it was very painful living in darkness is very mm. painful painful the word. choosing to not walk with god is actually yeah. anguish like yeah. you're suffering like there's nothing you may you may be pursuing as hard as you can all the pleasures that mm. the world has to offer but it's, you'll find nothing but pain and yep. like that that vacuum without that supernatural like god's peace yeah. and joy and all those other fruits of the spirit like yeah. it's just agony being in darkness and you're stumbling and there are people next to you that you're called to be helping them but you're blind and you're in the yeah. darkness and you're or everyone's stumbling like yeah. but but yeah. what you said is very true like the, the everyone will experience this there's no such thing as those who feel um, we're too far gone and and the other side there's no such thing every yeah. all of us will experience that. that and you know maybe to different degrees yeah. but um i want to yeah. i want to actually give our listeners a bit of practical advice as yeah. well um and again, I'm, I'm sharing openly. Mm. Um, but for example, when I had, I also had my turn, Dave, as well, where I was, you know, quite distant from the church and like, really like I was, you know, I was the DJ at, at nightclubs. Like I was the person <laughs> that was actually <laughs> creating the, the chaos, darkness. right? <laughs> at least you weren't, yeah. least you weren't memorizing like, like IMDb.com. Yeah. 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 Or listening to the bodyguard yeah. or watching the bodyguard. <laughs> hey, Whitney Houston has an amazing voice. I never right? played Whitney voice Houston. Voice of an angel. Um, well, you should have. Some yeah. kind of remix or a mashup with Tiesto. I don't know. I might have to come out of retirement. But I mean, that's just like one tiny little detail I'm willing yeah. to share. But... Yeah. What I used to do, um, and this is going back to the advice to, to our listeners as well, mm. was I always had that one thing that I would hang on to, irrespective of, and that for me was actually attending the mass. So I would finish up a night's work, right, smelling like alcohol, still a bit, you know, a bit sloppy and whatever, mm. and, you know, big night and everything, but I'd be the first person at the mass. And then I'd leave straight away, wouldn't talk to anyone, no one would mm. know that I was there, standing up the back, whatever. But I held on to that thing. Yeah, great. So if people are listening right now and you still feel that little whisper in your ear, maybe it's just saying a quick Our Father before bed. Mm. And that's all it is. And yeah. that's your 10 seconds, mm. right? But if anyone out there is listening to this and going, I am so far gone that I cannot ever see myself coming back, right? If you have that one tiny little thing, that little quick win, yep. right? Hold on to that for dear life because that's a seed. And that yeah. seed will continue to grow. Yes. And it might take five years to grow. It might take 40 years to grow. But hang genuinely, on yeah, yeah, hang on to it for dear life. It's interesting. Like this, a friend was telling me about this story recently, actually. And um, it's weird how we're so, everything that you do is so interconnected with everything else. But mm. this made me realize that this guy was, um, he had caught up with this friend for lunch that is kind of a similar situation on the fringes of church, doesn't really attend, you know. It was a DJ. Yeah, DJ, but why do I share this? He's going to come back and bite you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he like living that party lifestyle, whatever. And um, he had uh, caught up with him, whatever. And he's you know like telling him about this you know realization that he started to have that this lifestyle that he's living, this you know mm. partying and drugs and all this sort of thing is really not fulfilling. Mm. And the one thing that he said is like he's like this priest 
um, in our church has been sending him weekly messages, just a Bible verse. And it's like, I ignore him all the time. It's like, I don't reply to him. Guilty. But it's like, yeah, but it's like, it, you know, we all have those people yes. that send us messages. But he's like, yeah. I've, I really Hello, Habibi, we haven't seen you in many. How are you? Please respond. <laughs> Sorry like, to all the fathers out there. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, I read them all the time. And that's the only thing wow. that has made me mm. think that's great. Of, of Christ. But mm. it's just crazy how this priest probably doesn't even think of... Like, no. He's like, he doesn't do anything for this person apart from sending him a message. Mm. And that's it. And he probably doesn't even think that this guy is reading him. But mm. this guy is reading him. And then this other person had an interaction with him. And he's like, oh, why don't we hang out more and maybe come... You know, he's like, I've been thinking of church more because I've been reading this guy's messages. And mm. there's so your team. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a that's team right. effort. And it's that's that right. one thing. And who knows that, who else is praying as well. Mm, and, yeah. and, and I think so, it, also, yeah. it also emphasizes the importance of planting that seed and not caring. And I think, Deb, yeah. maybe you spoke about it recently. I can't remember. But mm. not worrying, you yes, know, yeah. who's watering and where the, yeah. and yeah. where the, the, the growth mm. is coming from. If you're from. the one planting the seed, yeah. that's but, your job. Yeah, like this priest is just throwing seeds. has this quote where he says, plant... Um, the seeds of love in the most barren of soil yeah. and leave it to God who yeah. gives the increase. There's your, mar- there's yeah. your margins. Yeah. 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 The yeah. most, the most and, barren. And our God know? is the God that changes, like he's the God of the impossible that changes that barren yes. soil to the fruitful soil. Exactly. It's not yeah. like you need exactly to. Exactly right. You can't do it yourself. As oh, it's it's God's work. work and like we're all, it's, it's God's all, work. No. We it's can't change hearts, and, right? No, <laughs> no, we yeah. cannot. You know, you're lucky with podcasts. You know, we can get, you have a podcast and you can see how many people have listened to it. And recently I was packing, archiving stuff away and I found stuff from Kimi Radio like mm. 100 years ago. <laughs> and we'd go, we'd go to radio and you don't know who's listening. Mm. You've got no feedback on that mm. other than, and I f- we had letters arrive oh, like wow. on paper. Wow, that's fully old school. Uh, archive stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we'd go... Send us letters, guys. If you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it used to be for one hour on radio, oh, yeah. it would probably take you, it should take you professionally, a good eight hours of work. Woo! Wow. Because you had to research, you had to, you know, there was a oh, lot. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, we'd think, oh, it's another whole Saturday. And you don't know. And people go, why would you do it? You don't even know mm. if anyone's listening. Yep. I've got letters from people that weren't even orthodox. Well, you know, we listen. Jeez. And we think, okay, well, if there's one, mm. we'll have to go mm. again. Mm. And mm. 12 years later. And, and I think it shows the importance of the little things. Like it's that verse yeah. of being faithful in the little things. It's like yep. this priest has been faithful in just daily, that. just sending just sending, just, that, just sending text. that small text to the person that has never replied to him, yeah. doesn't come mm. to church. Nope. And it's just the smallest thing. Uh, yeah. And even if he's like... Uh, it reminds me of those people that post nothing but Bible verses on their Facebook, <laughs> but you never know who's scrolling past. You don't. No, it's like, true. It's, it's funny, very, but it's true. Yeah. true. Very, and you're not called true. to success. We're yeah. not called to be success, to, yeah. su- to be successful. How many mm. KPI, you know, what have you mm. achieved? A hundred <laughs> listeners, ten. There's that We're KPI. called to be, I know, I'm traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> We're called to be faithful. Mm. We're not called to be successful. I need that on a poster, Deb, with, with your KPI name. That's going to be on the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the KPI. I started, I started like making notes of like good quotes and I just lost track. <laughs> like the whole thing is quotable, but no, it, it's yeah. very, very true. Yeah. And it's uh, and, and like you said in earlier, then that's when you know the real blessing of of we're always we. It's the nature of service that we benefit far more than anyone oh. that we think we're serving. Mm. Yes, and mm. it's a privilege to be able to just witness God's hand yeah. moving, changing I, someone's heart. You know, I think as well. Like I'm the practical guy. If you didn't pick up on that by now, yes. <laughs> um, yes. but I think for anyone as well that's that's either listening to this, either number one, send it to a friend who you think that 
you know, could mm. benefit from this particular topic. So mm. for our listeners, you know, that's your good deed of the day. Mm. Um, and, you know, giving us a bit of a shout out and stuff. But anyway, um, <laughs> but number two, I think if, if anyone's listening to this, it's not, we're not here to necessarily Bible bash you in terms of go back to church, pick up your Bible, mm. pray, have communion, etc. Your strategic, you know, plan of let's call it rehab quote unquote Mm. might just be that phase one is just for you to just touch base with a friend that you know is still quite close to that community Mm. it might just be hey let's just catch up Mm. it's just being around that company it's reconnecting just care yeah Mm. put it you we're not necessarily saying going back into the four walls of the church but the church really is is within our hearts anyway Mm. so it might be just reconnect with a friend and that's your win you know, and then it might be doing that on a consistent basis, and that's mm. phase two. Yeah. yeah, and then phase three might be just go to a youth meeting, just yeah. one, come yeah. late, miss the talk, whatever. Yeah. You know, it might be I'm just going to say a quick our father. Mm. So the points that I'm getting at is, if you genuinely feel like you're too far gone, don't overwhelm yourself in the sense that it's like, yeah. I, it's all or nothing. Like yeah. I think yeah. that's that's the critical issue. Yeah. That's so true. That's at the root of this. Most yeah. people think that. You know, being too far gone is actually the only other alternative is to be so deep in yeah. Yeah. as well. It's funny you say that because when I reflect on my younger years when I was a bit off the rails, that's exactly how I thought. Yeah, it it's had not to worth be, it if you don't it do it 100%. Yeah, so yeah, it's would, all or nothing. Yeah, nothing. I wouldn't, it's not true. wouldn't take communion, wouldn't speak no, to anyone, wouldn't do anything, or wouldn't physically be part of the life yeah. of the church because like, well, no, I can't because I'm on this path. And that's, you know, the devil's in your ear saying, you think you can come back? You think you can do yeah. this? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And it's that's another much, aspect yeah. of it. Does the devil and have a lever accent? It wasn't a lever accent. <laughs> <laughs> that was. There's some weird things that go on. Listen, man, my head is another. <laughs> but on that point, you know, if, if, you, if I was speaking to anyone in that space, there's mm. a couple of things. I'd say, especially if it's men, yeah. right? And men are really good about talking about bravery. And I think that's where the whole war thing comes in. (laughs) Mm. You Mm. need bravery. Mm. Now, our war may be spiritual now and not one of nations. Mm. Be brave. Mm. Yes. Be brave. Mm. You know, be, oh, I'm so tough. I'm so tough. Yeah, well, uh, you're you're your worst enemy. Mm. Mm. Be brave against yourself and say, Mm. I will do this, even Mm. though I feel like that. Or, you know, I don't want the whole... just do something. Mm. Be faithful to know that you just have to put your foot forward and God yeah. will finish the journey f- That's right. with you. Yeah. And humility. What what we see every day is a lack of humility mm. in mm. men. Yes. To honor. That's a huge topic. <laughs> That's another Please one. Don't isn't open it? that yeah, can of worms it, right now. <laughs> but it's it, it, it's so valuable that you know. And it's mm. amazing that you say that because. And I was just reflecting on the the, the imagery you gave us before that. You know, a, sh- a ship wasn't made to be left in the harbor. Mm. So maybe the crisis now, why we have so many young men going down destructive paths and antisocial behavior and whatever you want to call it, mm. is because we were created to be men and we're not living like men. Mm. We're going and but filling ourselves up. Yeah, filling ourselves up with empty pleasures, not oh. not assuming responsibility, which is things that we talked about in, mm. in our first episode, you know, yeah. about men's society. What does it mean to be a man yeah. is actually to embrace your responsibility towards to society. To yes, for yeah. yourself. Yes, like and for, on your, yourself. For, your, for society, yeah. for your family, yeah. you know. So yeah. maybe the part of the problem is, you know, a lack of humility, not assuming the responsibility, not, not doing and being mm. 
the men we were designed to be. There's a, there is a blueprint there. And, and for us, we believe that blueprint is Christ, to be like him. He faced the like cross him. knowing he was heading that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, we see humanity where in him, where he says, ah, oh, if you can take this cup, but mm. then he steps up mm. Yeah. for the sake of us. There are yes. two examples that what you guys are talking about come to mind, and one is modern, one is biblical that I think would be good to mention. But mm. the first one is David. And we see, you know, David is a man of war and, you know, he conquered nations. Not this David. Not this David. No. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. certainly not. You're, you're getting it tonight, right? Really? Yeah, I know. Oh, not tonight. <laughs> Deb, this, this is, is the us norm. going easy. This yeah, is the yeah. norm, Deb. Although David might have a wife called Bathsheba, we don't know. But <laughs> hey, you don't know about that. <laughs> but anyway. Well, my slingshot at. <laughs> Y'all know what it is? Turn off his mic, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, turn it off. <laughs> I play guitar. Does that count? As well uh, as me, yeah, he, didn't play the, guitar, he played a harp. It's yeah. the same. You just turn it horizontal. Anyhow, <laughs> back to your point. All I do is sidetrack people. That's all <laughs> I do. Um, but yeah, as like as a ma- as much of a man as he was, it was mm. the heart that God loved. And um, you know, the point when you know after he stole you know the original Mister Steely Girl. But the, the <laughs> wow, the, yeah, we might have to edit that out. But yeah. after that, no, that's 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 <laughs> But after he um, stole Uriah's wife and, yes. and killed him, and then Nathan comes to him and he's like, you know, this guy stole this guy's sheep and whatever. And he's like, you know, this is you. And he's like, yeah. I've sinned. Yes. And it's like, just that moment for, for him was like stepping up and admitting that, yes, I'm the king and yes, I've conquered people and I'm yeah. a warrior, but I have sinned and I've done this thing. And then he yeah. wept and, you know, he prayed that his son doesn't die. And then his son died and he accepted that. And it was like... I have to accept the consequences of my actions, even though it's terrible. Someone died, mm. but I have to accept it. And that was a moment of standing up and, and facing, kind of facing the music. And um, and he's pretty far gone at that point. And you could yeah. say that he was very yeah. far like, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Look like, at the great characters in the Old Testament. Yeah. Moses, murderer. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. We've got the cynics are full of yeah. <coughs> Moses yeah. uh, the strong now. Yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> David, David was adultra, murderer, at that point. You know. Yes, it doesn't get. Yeah. In and modern day society, like yeah. y- you're really, really scum of yeah. the scum. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's it, that story when you're yeah. talking about that. It's what that guy said to me from yeah. Long Bay today. He said, "I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. Mm. Wow. And I'm mm. tired of that. Mm. How far gone? You're never that. Yeah, you're never, never that far yeah. gone." And Never. I think um, we, we touched on this um, in our de- in the first part of our dating series that like there's a tragedy in that when we're young and you're 18 and whatever like you don't have the foresight of being of saying to yourself when I'm older I'm probably going to be mar- wanted to be married to a woman like this and if I want to be married to someone like that I need to be a man like this and yeah. the tragedy is as young men we don't have the foresight and like you were mm. saying this this you were speaking to this young man you know well you're going to be a father. What kind of father do you want to be? And again, it's that foresight. Mm. So maybe I don't know. I'm trying. I'm. I don't have an answer. I'm just, you know, putting this out there. If I can add like a step to like raise step by step manual that he gave out, but like if I can add one step in front of it is I think Mm. just truthfulness and standing up to yourself first to say maybe there isn't something. There Mm. is something that isn't right that I need to actually work on. And and I think accepting it is. Oh, admitting it is, is a definitely a lot of the work Cognitive is done. Cognitive behavioral yeah. therapy, therapy is yeah. the first step. Is awareness yeah. that something is not right. Something's not right. Mm. Something's not yeah. where it should. And you be. need God to help you with that. Like you need Him to shine the light on your heart and to yeah. show mm. you, you know, yeah. where the things are that aren't totally. right. And to, but it's hard to be aware when we keep, yeah. um, you know, burying 
our pain and whatever else mm. in mm. in those behaviors yeah. in whatever it may be for, you know like it's not an easy answer is it but no i don't have the answer I'm, I'm, as a friend is there an answer as a friend how do you help expose that as well like if you see that, that's a whole nother yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to understand like send them this podcast that's uh, part of the plan the rehab I think plan. you have to have endurance a lot yeah. of people go into service and think oh this will be okay i think we've talked about that yeah. before like oh, a couple of weeks it'll, that'll do mm. Yeah, it, when it's easy as well. I'm just like, like oh, not, what? <laughs> you know, 28 years. 20 later. years down, it's like, oh, you got it. <laughs> you yeah. can't ever lo- lose hope. Yeah. And uh, what came from that blindfold activity, one kid who says, and he's Coptic, he said, I don't believe in God. At the end, he said, at least the, the light gave me hope that I can wow. hope. And he talked about hope. Mm. Um, we had two kids that, the dad had committed suicide, not Coptic. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. And then three weeks later, the mother overdosed. Oh, wow. And the kid's 15 oh, and 13. And we, were, we, we prepped them before mm. we blindfolded How them. How do you even have hope at that point? Yeah. Well, this is why we blindfolded them. So mm. that kid that said, well, God doesn't exist. I go, all right, everyone got blindfolded. You blame that kid what are you going to say to those kids mm. yeah. that have mm. just lost their parents? And he mm. said, I've got to tell them something. I go, mm. all right, all right, you're going to man up on this one because... We've got to talk to them. Mm. So should you. What are you going to say? Mm. God doesn't exist. What hope? Mm. Oh, I've got to say something hopeful. It's like, oh, there's got to be a bit of light. Mm. Okay. Well, what are you going to say? And it it hit him. You could see the light went on. Mm. Oh, my goodness. If I've got nothing, what am I going to mm. say to these kids? Mm. That might be the only opportunity that they get too. Yeah. Imagine. I, I think yeah. as well, I... Um, I wanted to address a very specific um, demographic of people, which I call the yo-yo people. Mm. You sort of, and this might play out over months, if not years, where you've gotten a taste of spirituality and you do acknowledge that God exists and you have used all those resources from the deluxe package, but then (laughs) life's sort of taken its toll. And the thing is, we're not just talking about explicit sin, like Life yeah. is Luke, busy. Lukewarmness? Yeah, life yeah. is busy. Uh, yeah. You lose track and, yeah. and prioritization and, and time, etc., etc. Mm. And then you sort of, you know, sure. start to detach a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And then you stay there for a while. And then you might come up a little bit because something disastrous has happened and you need hope. Mm. And then everything's all good. Yeah. And I think that's a huge danger where everything's all right. Work's good. Money's good. The missus is good. Well, you know, what now? Like, it's oh, it's all right if I don't go to church on a Sunday. Yeah, this is the poison in the first world that mm. pretty much we are gods to ourselves. If we have yes, a headache, yeah. we put our hand in our pocket, take out a Panadol and take it, and then the problem That's goes it. away. What I, you know, you've got to expose yourself to less than what you live in. So in Africa it happened that, you know, we don't have Panadol. And these this kid had a... A headache and where we were and there was no Panadol that's for sure and she didn't even know of Panadol but what she said mm. to us was do you have any holy oil that I can use wow. and like we're the we're supposed to be the ones teaching right mm. <laughs> we would have put our hands in the pocket and taken out the Panadol absolutely but she said uh, the oil that you brought last time can I have some of that because I, I have a headache and you know I'll make myself very vulnerable by saying, I do, yes, but I'm in my mind thinking, this is <laughs> this not going to work. Okay, this but is, we need the actual medicine. <laughs> you need <work>. the Panadol. <laughs> so I gave it to her, and in her faith, mm. as a mustard seed, she was fine. Mm. Now, put it down to, you know, 
science and all the rest Whatever of it, and she thought and all want. the rest yeah. of it. But uh, maybe, you know, we rely on ourselves. Yeah. And that's why we have a yo-yo, because we are gods to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so when you give yourself less, when you dare, and this is what I mean by bravery, dare to live without a packet of Panadol. Sounds crazy. Mm. Don't buy the Panadol. And then I couldn't have do a that. headache. But, yeah, no, I couldn't do that. I'm, I'm telling you point blank, I couldn't do that. Yeah. But this is it. Mm. Yeah. We don't ever really, um, you know, and, and this is why I think God allows these trials because otherwise yeah. we wouldn't call on him. Yeah. Maybe it goes back to, to what that gentleman said that I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I see. Like, it's the same thing. Face the problem. Head on, face the Bravery. truth. Head on. If you're scared of spiders, what do you do? What do you psychologists it, yeah. do? It's exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Along that that vein of of helping others, Deb. So obviously, you know, from humble beginnings in that park, like Exodus is huge <laughs> now, and yeah, and you know, offices <laughs> in London and Africa yeah. and everything. And I know you have a full team of psychologists and social workers and priests involved. Everything. So. At what point, you know, for ourselves or for mm. friends or someone that we're trying to help, there are some issues and there are some trauma that's very serious. So at what mm. point um, should we refer? How can we refer? What are some of the ways that, you know, we can engage with, you know, services like Exodus and get people the help that they need? It's, it's teamwork. Mm. So we see Exodus as a net and it might be the last net, might mm. be the last rung on the ladder and we hold people we can actually hold people for a very long time but we are in such need of fishermen to fish back we can't do both back into the church community back into uh, the promised land back into a place of safety right right and so we hold and hold and hold and hold and we we want the church we want the servants of the church to rock up on Monday night, if you go to a meeting at Exodus, you can't tell who's staff or who's... You mm. You can't tell, and that's mm. supposed to be that way. Yeah. So you come in and you sit down and you have a cup of tea and this kid talks to you, then you're fishing, and that's what you're called to do. Yeah. And we are in desperate need. We are, like, we're drowning, but we've got snorkels on. We're <laughs> drowning, but Christ keeps sort of just mm. pulling us up long enough to hold these and some of them are like we've been like 20 years officially but this has been going on well beyond that Mm -hmm. and we've got people that we still work with 20 years later and if we had have had Mm -hmm. more fishermen he would have been a safer place Mm -hmm. but you can't sort of rescue you know, you're paddling water. If you, I used to surf, and so life saving and water and all that sort of thing is very real to me. So I can swim out, and get someone. I've got to swim back, but once I get to shore, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to pick that person up, mm-hmm. resuscitate them. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. It doesn't just end there. No. Yeah. Can Can you recall any stories of hope, maybe to encourage any of our listeners out there, like anything that you've seen? You know, what's the what's the most far gone the that you've seen? I guess. A bajillion stories. Well, I know. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, but I mean, that? just for, for for contrast of like, what's the most far gone? Like, I want our listeners to maybe to hear How about of like death. Mm. Will that do? Possibly. 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty <laughs> intense. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well, well, let me it, wipe the sweat it, off my forehead. <laughs> this one stands out because it it still sends shivers down my spine because it could have been a very bad outcome. Mm. Very bad. So we're talking maybe 10 years ago. It's in Africa, though. It's not here. Mm. And it was a winter's night. And I can tell you it was very cold in People think Africa's nice and sunny. Maybe no, Kenya. Not it's not. <laughs> no. In South Africa, it's very cold. And we're sort of on concrete and it's cold. Mm-hmm. And we have a youth conference. And we've got about, oh, I don't know, maybe 150. And we've been there a long time. Yep. 25, 28 years. And you preach love and you preach service. and But South Africa has a particular problem because of the apartheid trauma yes black and white and colored so you guys are colored i'm white and then our african friends are black and we use those terms easily there they don't mix and even inside black communities different tribes don't yes Mm -hmm. so anyway it's a cold night and it's dinner time and one of the girls isn't around and i say where's so and so and they go oh she's sick in bed and if something happens to those kids in our care, this is horrendous. This yeah, is really going to be bad. So I said, I sent someone up there and they came running back and they said, she's not responding. Go, far out. Yeah. yeah. goes beyond far out. <laughs> like it's, it's going to get worse. I was trying worse. to keep it. And you know, there's no derating. ringing an ambulance. Mm. Forget that's not going to happen. It might take an hour before it gets there. Mm. And this girl's about, from memory, maybe 16. And thank God, thank God, on that trip, I had a newly graduated doctor, but just out of uni. And most doctors even have not, you know, they're not first response. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're colds and flus and in the surgery. They've got a headache, here's some Panadol. (laughs) But thank God again, uh, Amber Antonius Moros, the Bishop of South Africa at the time, uh, still is, thank God, his history is orthopedic surgery. Mm. So what I'm about to say, he's right behind me there. Mm. So he's overseeing. So we go to the girl. She's So we sleep on mattresses on the floor. So we're on the floor. No response. No, no pulse, nothing. Mm. So you start CPR and the, the priests are there and the bishop's behind. and we're, uh, So we're alternating, her and I. And then it's longer and longer. And yes, the ambulance has been rung, but they're not coming anytime mm-hmm. soon. These are black kids and, you know, yeah. not important to the country, unfortunately. Mm. So it gets quite messy. So I end up doing the breathing and we're breathing 50 minutes and wow. CPR for oh 50 goodness. minutes. And every time yeah. we stop, we check nothing. For Keep anyone going. that's never administered CPR or been to a first 50 aid Fifty minutes is a yeah. long time. Do it, do <laughs> Two it minutes is hard. Yeah, do yes. it for 60 seconds. It was and 50 time. minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. And um, so they finally... Are, anyway, she's alive and well. She has three children and um, thank God. But after she, they took her, the, the, G, the new GP and myself, I went to some room and I, I was sweating. The mm. adrenaline was pumping and I, you could hardly focus because it was the intensity was the focus was so much. And I, you know, thank God she's alive. And I think that's the best thing. Yeah. You know, mm. no, the best was to come. So we were sitting in this room. Just, I was just catching my breath, and the African priest came in, 
And they said, are you all right? Yes, I've known these people a long time. Luckily, those Scandinavian genes kicked in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cold concrete. <laughs> the I'm power fine. of the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, you all right? I go, yeah, yeah, I'll just, you know, rest a bit. And they said, you know, all these years you've been, you talk of love and you talk of, you know, you love us. But this country, whites don't love blacks and blacks don't, we don't eat together. And we. And mm. if this girl had done that in the street, people would step over her. Mm. Yeah. And I remember the wow. word, and it still sends... They said, you've always, you always come and you speak of this, but till tonight, now we know mm. you love us. Mm. And the waters parted. Bam. Hope. Mm. Yeah. There you go. You can overcome racism, discrimination, years 60, 70, 100 years mm. of abuse. Save someone from death casually as well. Well, that wasn't in our minds. That blew me. What mm. they said was enough to like, yeah. and it what it, God allowed it for yes. that to happen. Mm. Wow! And wow. I, you know, we went back and saw her many, 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 many times after, and she mm. was fine. So it wasn't actually that at all. Mm. What nothing. what impact do you think that has had on her? That display of unconditional love. You know, people don't speak. I I don't know. Mm. It's a KPI. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's you, you don't you death. don't always uh, yeah t- don't you know. don't always get to see. And I think Deb, you were saying when we had you uh, on the Purpose Podcast, and you were saying that y- you're not you're not entitled to see the fruits. No, no. you mm. might be serving. It doesn't. You're not entitled to see the no. fruits. But that being said, I think God is very sweet, and He mm. allows us every now and then to get a sneak yeah. peek, you know, so that we don't get too yeah. discouraged. But it's good to go in with don't expect any gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. don't. Yeah. Such an important point. And that can rob your blessing. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for gratitude, try and put that word on a, on a piece of paper and burn it. Because yeah. mm. you're going to um, get kicked in the head anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Standard. I, I had a priest tell me once that uh, there was a situation with, with a, a young friend of mine and, and um, you know, there was a big problem. And then I kind of, I felt very discouraged and I just mm. pulled away. And he he said to me like the fact that you're discouraged and the fact that you stopped praying like it actually shows that your your heart wasn't exactly in the right place. Interesting. Your intentions weren't exactly right. Like you you you're going in there wanting to see results, wanting to do whatever, and yes, you know expect that gratitude as you said. Yeah. And when you get kicked in the head uh, and you you give up, <laughs> yeah, where you know that's it's a it's a very interesting point. Something I had to learn the hard way. Like, that's a really good topic for a podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we're it's human. Like, we we, we like it. <laughs> Yeah, kicked in the head. <laughs> I'd listen oh, yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, Deb, I've definitely experienced this, like, mm. with, you know, some of the, the people that you serve that, that I know as well, that it, mm. especially with these ones on the fringes, like, you don't, like, you more often than not get kicked in the head before. More often than not. And because they, they've they experienced their own trauma and, you know, they've yep. not experienced love from their own families and they've been let down by their own friends as well. So you're trying to... Rep- come in and be this person to them that they don't want you to be and yes as opposed to you know someone you know like a friend that you're just serving that's in church and knows love and knows christ and it's easy to serve them mm. these people are di- really difficult to they serve. can be and and they're not at rock bottom no so yeah, and that's the they're not ready part, yeah so what do you say to that oh i'm ready for you <laughs> and it doesn't kinda, work like no, that. sorry i'm not ready yeah. <laughs> you know? and it's kind of like christ and the samaritan woman like she pushed back yeah. a little bit she's like who are you to talk like yeah. how can you talk to me like i can imagine that would have been a little bit of a slap in the face 
of course he's like I'm, I'm here to help you and you're like you know yeah. pushing back I walk six hours in the sun <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, like, blah yeah, blah yeah. blah they don't want to hear it no yeah. no, no. Um, and I think you've got that sort of attitude it's a revolving door attitude mm. you've just we we know eventually they will hit mm. and the first thing that you know they they're not grateful and blah 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 and they walk off oh oh, you didn't do enough and whatever Mm. and then a couple of weeks later they come through and they oh sorry i said that last week um can i (laughs) yeah and they how come you you allow us back in yeah i don't care yeah there's the kitchen hope hope is is so important like you know uh it's like you know saint monica and saint Saint augustine for example she prayed for i think it was what 28 years or something yeah like surely at some point she said this is so useless he's not yeah. going back like mm. 15 years into it surely she thought and then yeah. she still continued yeah. but mm. I think hope is you know hope for ourselves and hope for that person is giving that and that takes hope. bravery yeah. to yes. hope in darkness yeah. if you can just have yeah. that little bit just the, the, the text that was sent mm. yeah gosh that's that's yeah. brave yeah. these people some are people brave. don't even get that yeah yeah I know yeah, so. yeah. I think um, yeah. Henry Nguyen writes about that as well because he talks about compassion is essentially you know going into a burning building and you need to expect that you're going to be burnt going in you know going trying to reach to someone um he talks about who's suffering with loneliness Mm. you will come to terms with your own loneliness and all of that you know type of thing that's great but um to to, sort of bring it back to the the scripture like one of my favorite passages is is the 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 parable of the prodigal son yes because talking about you know too far gone you know, Jesus is giving us this story that he himself has engineered word by word mm. to tell us there's no such thing that, you know, if you if you if you come to yourself and you, you try and come back home, I'm going to run out and meet you and that type of thing. And the interesting thing is, getting back to what mm. Ray said before, he didn't have a shower and clean himself up. No. That prodigal son came Embraced, with yeah. dirt on him. That's right. Yeah. So. He just changed his direction and walked out in his filth. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. God does the rest. Mm. But my question for you, Deb, is that, you know, if we read the Bible, God is promising us unconditional forgiveness. Like there will never be repentance and confession that's not met with forgiveness. Mm. That's his nature. Mm. That's who he is. Mm. But we don't always feel that we are forgiven or that we will be forgiven or that if we do come back home that we'll that's be forgiven the, that's so like, the war that's on so the so, enemy doesn't want you to believe exactly that. so so what would you yeah. say to a young person who's who's really struggling with that and it feels like there's no forgiveness for me there's no hope for me you yeah. know all that you know all, all those really you know terrible Awful thoughts things. yeah mm. what would you say um I believe it starts with a conversation and we do injustice to God. We're, we're very bad at the PR business. We've really sold it. <laughs> Far out. I know we have. Mm. People need to hear that there's, okay, there's a nice saying that's uh, uh, Rob, Rob Bell says it. Nothing you can ever do can make God love you less. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing you can ever do can make God love you less. Mm. They need to hear that again and again on loop. Yeah. There's nothing. Mm. There's nothing. Crucify him. Mm. There's nothing. He still loves. And we have to demonstrate that. Mm. So it's the when we're talking to those people and we're sitting where they are on the fringes of 
those places in the darkness will sit with you. Mm. You're not alone. We love you unconditionally. Mm. We will be here and we'll wait and we'll bring you we'll, we'll walk together. Even mm. if you go further, we will go further. Mm. But God cannot not love you. Mm. And it's not conditional. Mm. You don't have to do the fast. You don't have to yeah. do the two-hour mass. You don't have to. Sorry, Christ didn't die for sacraments. He died for humanity. Mm. These are vehicles by which we yes, come yeah. to him. Means and the rules and, you know, we just over overcomplicate things. Mm. God is very simple. Mm. He loves. Mm. And that's it. Mm. Isn't that the grand irony behind all of this? God mm. is just so simple. Mm. Yes. We think it's all technical and it's all, you know, you've got to tick certain boxes and do X, KPIs. Y, and Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that's going to be the, the title <laughs> of this episode. KPIs. Yeah. KPIs. Yeah. But, then, but then you can also be caught in this existential crisis where you mm. haven't yet, you know, become that Christ-like image of a man and mm. having that courage and bravery like you're talking about. And, and yeah, then the very simple truths of the gospel and of, of Christ just don't really hit. So, and and may, maybe to wrap up, the, like, and I know this is hard to answer, but all the wealth of experience that you have, what would be your message to young men, young men that feel disenfranchised, that feel lost, they haven't, you know, for whatever, maybe there's a lot of trauma, you know, whatever it may be. And that, that what, what, what is the main thing? Like, if you had to leave, like, something for that every young man had to read or understand, like, what, what would you tell them? Because of their masculinity, I would say, be brave. Mm. Be brave. Mm. Look within, look what's spooking you and face it. Mm. And you will win with God on your side. You will win. What, do you, what are you scared of? When you unpack, you know the addictions there. Unpack, 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 unpack. Mm. There's there's something that spooked them. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So there has to be reflection. Yes. Dig deep and mm. find find that because you are brave. That's what you're designed with humility and all the other things. But mm. you are defenders. Mm. You are brave, mm. and we need brave men. We need brave families. Need brave men to step up and be. To sacrifice. Mm. Sacrifice takes a huge amount of bravery. Mm. You know, people look at monks and they're all meek and, mate, they're brave soldiers. Yeah. No one wants that job. And they're stronger yeah. than the average gym junkie as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they got just core strength of like eight camels. I don't know how. I, yeah. I, I look at, you know, you look at, because we're human, the, the greatest thing we struggle with is our sexuality. Yes. And then people pick men, men. And women have like, oh, man, oh, mm. they're going to go like that. Pick up their bags and go to the monastery mm. and fight themselves. The their life. Yeah. Mate, that's brave. Mm. That's something and, else. And like, I think like to wrap, like, I think this is the whole point of this podcast is that we're trying to discover the, the Christ-like qualities that we're missing or that we need to mm. kind of emulate. And, and you said it perfectly, is that bravery is not something, yes, it's something that you work on and that you, you know, you can improve, but it's something mm. that is inbuilt in men that it God is. has given for a purpose. And, and yep. the purpose is for protecting your family, for protecting, you know, if it's marriage, it's protecting that person that is given you. It, if it's mon- if it's monasticism, it's fighting your, your, your inner battles. Mm. But bravery is something that is inbuilt, ingrained in men. Mm. And it comes from the first righteous man, which is Christ and the bravery that he had to go to the cross. Uh, and it's something mm. that we have to not 
learn how to do, but something that we just have to discover because it is within everyone. Yeah. Um, and look what they said when they were in jail. The apostles are in jail. They get left. They get let out. <laughs> they're on the steps. <laughs> Listen, just keep your mouth shut. And they went. How don't can- use that name. <laughs> <laughs> Five <laughs> seconds later, Jesus. <laughs> <I love you. laughs> how can we not speak of things that we have seen? Yeah. Yes, that's brave. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. you know what's coming. Yeah. You just yeah. you know. You know what's coming. We, we ought to obey God rather than men. Yeah. You know. Yes. Mm. And that's another podcast. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and then you think, oh, yeah, they were scared after the crucifixion. Oh, where next? We're up in the yeah. upper room. But the women were in the street. Mm. And then you get this collective the upper tomb, room. Yeah. That's right. Mm. But you get this upper room and there are women and men and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Yeah. And yeah. bang. Yeah. And it's funny. Community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's funny that you Shout mentioned. Out Media. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> yeah, no, best plug ever. <laughs> um, the, the, the point of sexuality, because again, going back to the pilot episode where we just tried to canvas some of these things about masculinity yeah. and how like society teaches us that if you want to be a man, mm. like you, you know, it's like sexual prowess is almost one of those things. Yeah. Being young and promiscuous and, yeah. you know, sleeping with attractive women yeah. makes you powerful, makes you a strong man, makes you whatever. Yeah. And But actually, to to live differently yeah. takes a lot of courage. To uh, be different to everyone absolutely. around you and to embrace some purpose that is yeah. far deeper, it, yeah. that takes courage. I had a young guy and he was boasting, oh, I go to the gym and I go to brothels, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, uh, like I'm Australian, like I'm about mm. as raw as <laughs> it's like... Really? Do you think you're brave? And he goes, "Ah, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I Them's said, facial All right. expression was amazing. Everyone just missed that. <laughs> so you're real brave. Yeah, I'm real brave. <laughs> I said, all right, I dare you not to go to the brothel this weekend. He's like, what? <laughs> I go, you said you were brave. I dare you to. I dare you can't stay out. I dare you not to go. Mm. Are you daring me? <laughs> that's uh, okay, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. I am actually. And you report back to me on Monday morning. And he's like, oh my, you know, you've got to face that. That sexuality is one of our greatest battles. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Good and and we do want to Did discuss it. I need closure. I scared him. I scared him so bad. <laughs> I, I won't he repeat what since. I said to him. I can't repeat. I can't repeat, but it wasn't. <laughs> it's like, no, no I can't. <laughs> You know you want to a little bit. You want to a little bit. No, I can't. (laughs) But it's been quite raw. Like we're at the point where this guy's got a habit. He's got a Mm, bad mm, addiction. mm, And it's like if I don't sort of be, if I don't attack on his masculinity, like on that level. That's very, very, very Mm. true. Very true. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's, yeah, (laughs) it's very profound there. Very, very mm-hmm. profound. What you know, what you're saying, and I think I think that's a really nice um, message to share. That you know, you you need to, uh, as it says in Joshua chapter one, like be courageous. You know, mm-hmm. like that. Be you know, be a man, which you know can be interpreted as being a negative thing to say, but be courageous. Be mm-hmm. brave to be different. Be brave to look at yourself and face mm-hmm. your insecurities. To that, that that what you told me the gentleman in Long Bay. I can't like oh. that keeps coming back to my mind. That's I was so, so profound. Happy to hear, oh, that boy. he that he did yeah. that looks in the mirror and says I don't like what I see. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the problem that when we we don't know how to do that, we're afraid to do that. And if we're all sort of you know all these masks that we have on ourselves. Yeah. If you can't see yourself because you're just 
the world has sort of covered yeah. you up. How can you even address that? Yeah. Just strip away everything that you've got and, you know, who are you when the doors are closed? Yes. Yeah. Are you the same person as you were mm. outside? Mm. Probably not. Yeah. And and see. And I think that's the whole point of what Christ said about going to the inner room is going to mm. figure out, like let yeah. God help you figure out what is inside that, is, that you're not happy with. That. But we're too afraid of, of silence. We're too, we're too, too afraid <laughs> of it. But yes. he, kind of, he kind of promises us like what, will, what is in the inner room will be revealed. Like it, it eventually comes out in your actions and the way you talk. Like mm. it will eventually become the life that you live if you're masking all these things. It, it has to come out in, yep. in one way or another. And you may as well t- be proactive about bringing it out and, and you know allowing Christ to come in and heal it and um, and then you find out why you were created yeah. you, you can't be you can't live some life that you weren't created for yeah. Yeah. Mm. like until you do that you're just living a, li- you're living a life. someone yeah. else's life maybe yeah. there's that existential crisis there yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice on that note yeah. on that note thank you <laughs> thank, thank you, you. we were very guys. honoured and very privileged yeah. thank you guys thank you uh, so much for the Deb. invite into the righteous men's group oh yeah <laughs> you've, you've blessed us you've blessed us and you've you've left us with a, a very important message yeah. so thank god definitely well thank you guys so much for tuning in make sure that you follow us on our socials we are on facebook the righteous man as well as instagram at the righteous man underscore and of course, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, and shout out to Upper Room Media. There we go, we did too. And shout please, please also go yeah. to uh, you know have a look at Exodus Youth Works. You can make a um, tax deductible um, donation. Yes, and you can even okay. do it you know through PayPal. And also, please consider volunteering, right, Deb? Like, yes. there's um, you it's know, on the website. The forms there. That's right. If you you might have a specific um, you know trade or professional quality, and even if not. You know, know, just we can use you exactly. Some man power. <laughs> nice. And you guys thought I wasn't going to do it, but shout out <laughs> to oh, Steph. <laughs> Thank you guys, and good night. Good night, guys. Good night.